Hi everyone, thank you for joining me on this podcast and this journey. So a few reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was because I felt that the conversations I have with my friends are hilarious and sometimes I wish that they were being recorded. So I asked a few of my friends if they wanted to be on the podcast with me and they said yes. So we're going to talk about a lot of things over a few episodes of this podcast Some of them about friendships, relationships, career choices, health, sex, mistakes, risk, and everything that has to do with life in general. So, two of the friends I have right now are Prisca, say hello. Hi. And Valerie. Hey. Yeah, I was like, say hello. Today, we're going to talk about toxic environments because I feel that mostly me and Prisca (laughs) have a bad habit I'm staying in toxic environments. And yeah, y'all need that, like, zero yeah. tolerance energy, and you just don't have it. Yes, because Valerie ends up being our therapist for free. And, and so then my therapist first. quit. Oh, she quit? No, she doesn't exist. No, I know that. Those was, <laughs> was rhetorical. Okay, so first question, whoever can answer first. How do you recognize a toxic environment or friendship or relationship? Well, to me, how I recognize a toxic environment, uh, whether it's friendship or relationship-wise, is, um, well, I think it depends on both. For friendships, then, of course, it's usually, like, um, you always feel left out, especially, like, your other friends. They never ask you to hang out, and if they do, then you still feel like you don't, like, belong with them. You don't like can't you can't connect with them you can't vibe with them but you don't want to really say no because you're scared that if you say no to them you're just gonna not have any friends in general so then you still stick with it that's a toxic friendship and when it comes to relationships of course um, your partner uh, if they are very controlling they never let you do what you want and even if they do they argue with you about it don't even let you speak up what you want to speak up about so to me those are considered toxic valerie no she was talking and i was formulating my answer and then she stopped and i lost it um but like yeah what she said but i think also there's like you can have toxic aspects to a relationship while like the whole like relationship like friendship or whatever without the whole thing being considered toxic so it's like you can't really figure out what's toxic and what's not without communication between you your friends your partner whatever family so it's really you have to like actually like what i do is i remove myself from like situations and i evaluate how i'm feeling what made me feel that way And then it's either talk to them and figure it out and decide what's going to go on from there or, you know, be stupid and deal with it and be miserable until, I don't know, it stops or the relationship, friendship or whatever ends on its own. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like if a friendship or relationship, when you think about it, and you don't feel happy, I feel like that kind of tells you if it's toxic or not, regardless if the majority of the time you are happy in it, but 10% of the time you aren't. 
because that 10% isn't filled with happiness. It's filled with anger or it's filled with sadness or whatever, you know? So for me, I, I, I think I just look at toxic stuff differently. I feel like if you do something bad once, that's enough for me to be like, okay, bro, you need to chill out. Cause, <laughs> cause I'm like, I think, well, yeah, you do that, but then bro, you need to chill out. What happens after that when they don't chill out? Right. And then that's when I feel like I would just try to cut it off or try to distance myself. You you think you would do that, Megan. You think you would do that. I would do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the second question is, should we give someone an opportunity to fix what we don't like? Or should we cut things off when we don't like it? Yes, I do feel like I know I'm very contradictive. But yes, we should give someone the opportunity to fix it. And then if they don't fix it, that's when you really got to say, hey, you're, you know, passing a boundary I've already told you about. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely when it comes to, like, boundary crossing, it's either you need, like, a second firm talking to or, like, you need a goodbye resignation letter from whatever this is. Prisca? Um, well, let me ask you guys something. Can I ask a question off of the question? Okay, so... It feels illegal, but okay. <laughs> so, okay, so we all agree that everyone acts differently, right? We can't expect others to act like how we want them to act all the time. Right. So, let's say that if someone acts how you don't prefer them acting, but you still really do love them, whether it's a friend or if it's a partner... And you tell them about it, but then they're like, well, I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. What are you going to do about that? Like, to me, I feel like, because obviously we know I've cut a few people off my out of my life before. And because of the way they've acted and I don't like how they act. But the thing is that I don't necessarily want them to change. If they can change, love. I would love that. Mm-hmm. But if they can't, that's on them. I can't exactly tell people how to change themselves. It's only how they can fix themselves. What I don't like is when I do tell them about it and then all they can say is, I'm sorry. But are you really sorry when I find out later that you're doing the exact same shit again? Like, I want you to acknowledge it and work towards it. You can't force them to work on it. Yeah, exactly. So how do you guys, like, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I feel like when there's a reluctance to change after you've already been told, hey, what you're doing is wrong or, like, it bothers me or it hurts me um, or whatever, it's just kind of, like, at that point, if they don't want to change, they won't change. You can't make them change. It's just kind of like a, I'm going to distance myself from you until you decide to start changing or that's just, it. it's the end. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Valerie. I feel like... For me, I try to be the friend that I want. I want someone who's going to be able to understand where I'm coming from. I want someone to be able to change or try to improve. Not even change, but to improve your behavior or your attitude or whatever the situation is. And if you're not willing to do that for me, I don't really need you to, like, be here then. And sometimes it's okay to be selfish in friendships like that when you're like, you know what? Like, then you do you. That's how you want to be. I can't do that. I mean, it also definitely depends on, like, the level of, like, how close you are to this person. Because if it's, like, someone I barely know and they act a way I don't like, it's not the end of the world. Like, if we're just acquaintances. But if it's, like, someone I see every day or if it was, like, y'all and y'all were doing something and we discussed it, it'd definitely be, like, okay, I'm going to have to take a step back 
from our friendship until I can either figure out how to deal with what you're doing that's making me not feel right or until I see that you're actively trying to change in order to like show that you care about me and our friendship yeah and the difficult part too is that there's that excuse of we're so young you know and I remember I would complain to my mom about certain people or things they would do or wouldn't do and she said well honey they don't have the same mindset you do and that's okay. And so sometimes I've had to kind of calm down and be like, fine, I'll let them make mistakes. <laughs> but at the same time, she's kind of like, I just like wish some people could just understand where I'm coming from and how it's making me feel. And I think sometimes they get mad because I think they think we're judging them based on how they are. And they're not trying to understand why we feel the way we feel. So that's how I would go about that, Prisca. Okay, what else? It says, why do you think we continue to stay in a situation where we know nothing good will come out of it? Sentimentality. Just, you care about a person so much, you've been through so much, you've known them for so long. It can be hard to let them go, even though it's the best for you and probably for them. So you end up staying, like, miserable for longer. Even though, I mean... In my head, everything's going to come to an end eventually, especially if you're in a situation where you're both miserable and stuff. I would just, like, bite the bullet at that point, but y'all do you. (laughs) I think the reason for me I stay in the toxic environment is because I don't want to seem like I failed doing something. That I didn't put my best foot forward to deal with the problem or to just continue to deal with it. And so I want to be able to say, hey, I tried my best, but it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to seem like I walked away. I never want to give someone the right to say, oh, she left because she couldn't handle me. You know, that's what I that's what I say. like. I get that. But also it's not your job to like stick around. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, it's nice. That's what you would consider a friendship and stuff like that but if it comes to the point where like you said you're like unable to handle them or whatever it's not your job to be able to handle them you're not their you're not their mother you're not their father you're not anyone in charge of them like legally morally responsibly Mm -hmm. supposed to be able to take care of them you're just a person who had a friendship a relationship or whatever with this person under certain conditions like every Mm -hmm. friendship and relationship like there's a term set of conditions or whatever it's called what is it called terms and conditions right (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i never saw that pretty sure it's terms and conditions but like every every social relationship comes with those and you agree to them and if it comes to the point where someone is being in a way where you physically emotionally or whatever mentally can't handle it that's on them it's not on you. You didn't fail. The problem with me, A, I care about what people say about me in a friendship or relationship. And then I just don't want people to, like, make me feel guilty that I don't care. If they're going well, to. Well, I mean, you like know? you said, you try to stay around for as long as you can. You can't. They can't. They would be lying if they were to turn around and say, oh, she didn't care about me. She was a bad friend. When you're like, hey, I stuck around for, like, months, weeks, years, you know, trying to salvage this relationship or whatever, and you didn't even meet me halfway. 
Like, yeah. it takes two to tango, and you were fucking doing a line dance. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. y'all were not at the same dance. Like, at all. Different different <laughs> clubs. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Prisca, do you have anything to say to that? Well, I feel like y'all both said it already. Basically, um, I don't know if y'all said this part, but I mentioned it in the first question that... Uh, I think like we also stick around is because we are scared that if we let go of them, we're not gonna have that kind of like that kind of person for us anymore to like, if we ever like need someone to talk to. And especially you don't want to get rid of the good memories that y'all have built together. So Mm -hmm. you still want to hold on to them and those memories, but yeah, I think that's the reason why we, like, still stick in, like, those toxic relationships. And I think we all, like, can say that we hate feeling lonely. Regardless of, again, yeah. it's a friendship or if it's a relationship. We don't want to get out of our comfort zone and live without a person. Oh, because yeah, we don't, yeah. you know, we just can't go back to the, that time. I mean, ev- everybody hates changes. And, like, yeah, removing too. removing someone that you've known... For however long, depending on how much they mean to you, that's, like, a big change. Mm -hmm. And that can be scary. Because you have to, like, de... Like, you have to deconstruct and reconstruct the way that your life is built around your interactions with this person. And figure out, like, a different new way to go on. Yeah. Okay, so what is some of the best advice you have given over a toxic environment? Um, well... I do have this one advice that I tell everyone or I've recently started telling everyone and I mean toxic or not um I I have a few friends that are going through like relationship stuff right now and they like basically they're having a little um, dilemma on whether they should break up with this person or not because of things that are going between them and their partner. And I told them that, like, if you really feel like you want to break up with them and you don't, like, feel like they um, are a great person for you anymore, then that's fine because, like, towards the end of the towards the end of your life and towards the end of the day you are the only one in your life that you should focus on yourself mostly don't worry about the other person like don't like don't worry about what they're doing just worry about yourself and work on yourself make you a better person for yourself because like i said you are the only one that gonna be you are gonna be guaranteed to be in your life still at the end of your life if that makes sense like yeah. you are there's not it's not guaranteed that the other person's gonna be in your life, so why worry about that? So that's why I've been like trying to put to myself too, like in through my mind so that I'm not like worried about having wanting someone else in my life because it's just gonna be me. I'm there for myself and I'm since the beginning and at the end. So for me recently, the last maybe year or so I've I know I told Prisca this maybe I don't think I've told Valerie because Valerie <laughs> Valerie never has like wow do you have a relationship this, this right here Mister Listener 
is a toxic environment. Thank you very much. Don't even talk to me. I'm hanging up. It's not important. Anyways, continue. It happened like a thousand years ago. We're fine. We've moved on. Went to therapy. You were saying. Let me put in the note. Me, Valerie, and Prisca have been friends for about three, four-ish years. And Valerie has never discussed her love life. <laughs> it is a mystery beyond us. And I don't know if we will ever find out. Maybe at her wedding, all of a sudden, we will... F- <laughs> okay, that's where... Okay, first of all, fucked up already. Never getting married. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But um, for me, the best advice I've given is, like, what if that was your daughter? I give the daughter test. Would you want your daughter to be with a guy like that? Would you want your daughter to have a friend like that? And if you I mean based on whatever your answer is, that's when you need to think about, okay, well maybe I shouldn't be friends with this person or I shouldn't be dating this person because I wouldn't want my kid hanging around mm-hmm. this person or feeling the way I am feeling right now. I think that's honestly the best advice I've given. I've taken it too and I've cut people out of my life or I've made up with some people in my life because I'm like you know you just put things into perspective and you're like okay I need to set an example even if I don't even have kids or even if someone else doesn't have children Mm -hmm. we can at least put that into perspective somehow so yeah so moving on because this has to be a little short because apparently the podcast has to be 30 minutes so it could be free okay so <laughs> what is the well, best advice doesn't spotify let them on there for longer yeah but the one i'm using to connect it to spotify could only do 30 what is the best advice someone has given you i can't even think about that the one you just said i know i've read it before or like have heard other people say it before which i love is like i think it's a great advice too but you just said it and i don't want to say it again i think the best advice came from my mom and that was when i was like 15 and i've taken it with me she said you have to communicate with someone about what is bothering you mm-hmm. and you have to give them yeah so you had to give them the chance to fix it and if you don't give them the chance to fix it that's on you because once you've told them and they still don't fix it, then you have the the right to just leave or to do oh, yeah. whatever. That's the best advice I've gotten. Valerie? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm more of like, I guess the best advice I've received. Well, I didn't, I didn't really receive it. It's just kind of like something that goes around is that everyone is worth, you know, someone trying to be better for them. Like, kind of, like, going off of what you said. Like, if you talk to this person, communicate with them, and they don't try to change, you're, like, they don't try to change, you're worth having someone in your life that wants to change to, like, keep you around. And, like, I mean, unless you're, like, a serial killer or something, then you're not worth that. But for the, like, average global citizen, you're worth having someone who's gonna want to change themselves to keep you around because they, like, value you. Mm-hmm. That is true. All right, so our final question. What are some things that a toxic situation has taught you? No matter how much sec- how many second chances I want to give people, I just don't think they deserve it. Yeah. That's something that I've taught myself cuz I've given so many people second chances last last year, I think, and they just 
didn't even yeah they just they still broke it yeah i mean for me it taught me a few things it taught me a it's really okay to be selfish because they will not do the same for you if you go an extra mile for them they're not going to take two steps for you and then my friend's stepdad told me because one day i was like stressing out about something with a guy and he was like megan you are thinking about it 10 times more than he is and i was like oh my god i am i'm over here like freaking out about like what happened that day and he's over there chilling not thinking about it twice and i was like oh my god that is like the best advice i have gotten that's something a toxic situation has taught me it just taught me to not depend on anyone for your happiness because they will fail you every time every time y'all said it all i mean it it really when you're like in those kind of situations you just really have to like understand that like you know this person like like what you were saying like this person doesn't care as much as you do and which can be like hard to face because it's like someone that you're like trying to you know salvage this relationship keep them in your life and then you just come to the realization that they don't care like if they cared half as much as you did half of your problems would be gone yeah can i add something to that too forgot um speaking on uh what y'all were saying i also want to say that i um like these situations have also taught me to just don't overthink don't worry don't overthink because overthinking is not going to get you anywhere besides making you frustrated and stressed out. And why are you stressing out about this yeah. when you don't even know the result? Don't assume things. Like my sister has said to me before that when you assume things, you're just making an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. And that has been that I've kept that all the way till now. And yeah. so like I just let I'm not trying to say wing things either. I'm saying just let things flow like normally and wherever it leads you to and you think that's the right path then go that path but if you don't believe that's the right path you can try to form another path but is it gonna is it gonna like go anywhere I don't know if that made sense but (laughs) (laughs) like just just don't overthink don't worry about things just let things flow normally and where it's supposed to go that's the last thing for me one thing that I've seen in me is like when I leave a toxic relationship or friendship or a toxic situation happens it's like the I get dunked in like a a bath of acid and I start turning into a villain and I'm like I hate being nice to everyone <laughs> and then I just like like my wheels start turning but that's like a whole different topic but I don't know okay I've Megan's low-key a psychopath that's fine <laughs> I'm no, gonna like, cut that part mad. out no you don't ever get mad when you like deal with someone and then you're like, damn, if I would have said no, I would have avoided this. Or if I wouldn't have done this, I would have avoided oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So this is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we could give you some more content soon. Um, yeah. Share. Like. I don't even know what Spotify does. <laughs> but, uh. All right, we'll let Prisca say bye. Prisca. Bye. Valerie. Bye. Okay.
Okay, bye, queens. How do you know a king's not listening to your podcast, Megan? <laughs> Be fucking <laughs> Bye, kings. <laughs> Let me say it again so I can put it in there. Thank okay. you guys for listening. <laughs> I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> I was supposed to say bye, kings and queens. <laughs> bye, crustaceans. We love y'all.